Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to, yeah, praise God. Um, welcome to high school ministry here at Western Community Church. If we've never met before, my name is Matt Velasco, and it is such a privilege to be with you tonight. I have the privilege and the pleasure and the honor and all of those words to serve as your high school ministry director here uh, at, at, at high school ministry. Uh, if you're new, we say something around these parts. We say, this is home. And the reason why we say it is because we want it to be true. And that might seem weird or, or dumb or, or whatever it might be. But we say we want it to be true because we want this place to be home for you. We want this to be a place that when you come to, you take a big old sigh of relief and you think, man, it feels so good to be home. And so whether you come from a broken, unloving home, we want this to be a place that is loving a place that is giving, a place that is sacrificial, a place that celebrates you, a place where you can laugh, a place where you can cry. Maybe you come from a great home, a loving home. We want this to be a place just like that where you feel safe here, where you come and you also breathe a deep sigh of relief and you say, it feels so good to be home. So if you're new, Maybe someone invited you. Maybe you're agnostic. Maybe you're atheist. Maybe you're of a different religion. Maybe you're just interested in science. Maybe you used to be a Christian. You think to yourself, man, science is the reason why I don't follow Jesus anymore. Maybe you're invited because of that. Well, I want you to know that my goal over the next three weeks is to prove to you that science and faith can indeed coexist and do indeed complement each other. We're starting a series called Worlds Apart for the next three weeks. Tonight, I'm going to be talking. Next week, we have the one and only John Odom who's going to be talking. It's going to be incredible. He's, he's going to do a better job than I ever could. He, he like, he, is Harrison here? Does he have his PhD? Harrison, are you here? No, probably not. You're probably in L.A. Oh, are you right there? Does he have his PhD? Yeah, okay, yeah, he's got some. He's really smart. He's a doctor, so he's smarter than me. Thanks, Harrison. Round of applause for Harrison, everyone. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Probably didn't like that, but that's okay. Anyways, he's going to be teaching next week, and I'm going to be closing off the series. But here, here is the foundational thought for this, for this series. What we're going to be talking about is, is that science is God's equation to creation. I'm going to say that one more time. Science is God's equation to creation. And so creation and science, in my opinion, quite obviously go hand in hand. Science and faith, science and Jesus, science and Christianity are not two different worlds, but they are one world in the same. They are one world in the same. They coexist. And the reason why we're talking about this is because one of the most common reasons why people walk away from the faith in college, in fact, it's number three on the list as of 2018, the number three reason why people walk away from the faith once they get to college is because of science. It's because their whole entire life, they live this life where they think you can either believe in science or believe in the Bible, and it's one or the other, and then they get to college, and they take a required biology class, and they sit with this professor at their table, and they lay out all of this evidence for whatever it might be, and the professor will indeed say to you, are you going to believe this, or are you going to believe the Bible? And friends, I don't know about you, but believe the Bible is a good thing to do, it's the right thing to do, but it is a hard thing to do. And there are times when I even have things placed in front of me and I'm like, man, I don't know how I can believe that. 
And so many people, when they get to college, they see the evidence for whatever it might be, and they think, I have to believe that because it appears to be factual. I can't believe this because that's based off faith, and there is no fact behind it, even though there's a ton of fact behind it, this being the Bible. And they choose science, and they think that they have to choose between the two. But friends, the reality is that you can look at all of the fact that your professor can put in front of you and say, well, sir, professor man, I choose both. It is 110% possible to do it. And this whole series is going to be about showing you how that is true. So if you have your Bibles, open up to Psalm chapter 19. Psalm is, it's really, the the book of Psalm is like smack dab in the middle of the Bible pretty much. It's in the Old Testament. If you have the same Bible as me, which I doubt it, it's page 470. So if you want to try 470, it's probably not going to be there. Psalm 19. We're going to be reading verses 1 through the first part of verse 4. If you don't have your Bibles, you can download the Bible app on your phone. I would encourage doing it. Uh, If you need a Bible, I will buy one personally for you. Come talk to me afterwards. Uh, And if you want none of the above, you can read it on the screens with me. I'm reading from the New International Version, so it might be a little bit different from what you got. It says this, verse 1 of Psalm 19. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet their voice goes out all the earth. Their words to the ends of the world. Yes, yet their voice goes out into the whole earth. It goes out into the whole earth. You see, friends, this is talking about creation. Now, I don't know if you know this, but in Genesis 1 and 2, it's the creation narrative. It's when we believe that God created everything. And what the psalmist is saying here, all psalmist means is the author of this psalm, because there are many different authors of all 100 and some psalms that are in the Bible. But the psalmist, the author of this is saying, the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim his works. The heavens, the sky, creation, science, that which when you look outside you can see earth, nature, science does what? It declares the glory of God. It proclaims the work of his hands. It reveals knowledge. It proclaims, it declares, it speaks and it reveals knowledge, and yet it has no speech. It has no words. There has no sound, and yet their voice. Now the psalm, this psalm in particular, but all of them, it's a collection of songs and poems. And so it's very intentionally very poetic, but what it is communicating is that all of creation declares the glory of God and speaks of his creative work. And so you might ask this question, Matt, why is science important? Matt, why is me understanding a right view of science a good thing? And it's because when you study science, listen closely, when you study science, you study the glory of God. When you study science, you hear God proclaim his work. When you study science, you hear the speech of creation come out. 
when you study science, knowledge is revealed to you. And so I actually think that science reveals to us the truth about who God is. I actually think that one of the most significant things you can do as a follower of Jesus is care about science. Now, this is coming from a dude who hates science class with a passion because I did not do good. I got like consistent D's and C's. Now, I didn't really try all that much, but I did terrible. It wasn't until my biology teacher in college pulled me aside. He looked like Santa, and by looked like Santa, I mean he was a professional Santa. He started the first day of class, I kid you not, the first day of class, he goes, here's an icebreaker for you. How many of you went to the Rosedale Mall to have your picture taken with, with Santa within the past 18 years? And like half the class rose their hand. And he goes, chances are you've sat on my lap before. <laughs> it was incredibly uncomfortable. But it took, it took that dude, it took Santa Claus to sit me down and say, Matt, it's not that you're bad at science, it's that you don't try, and then I, I got an A, so praise God, God is good. But, but I know, thank you. I, also, I, was also, I was also a senior in a freshman class, so that, <laughs> that, that had something to do with it too, but it's fine, it's fine. It's true, it's, it's really true. Um, but... Science is important to study because it reveals to us truth about who God is. Now, this is, this is a, a theological subject it's, or, or topic or theme or word or saying, whatever, all of the above. It's called general revelation. So if you're taking notes, write that down. General revelation. What general revelation is, it, it is the reality of God revealing himself to you in the general things of the world, such as science, such as creation, such as the sky, such as mountains. So friends, the significance of this, the heavens declare the glory of God, the skies proclaim the work of his hands. Here's the reality. I say that science is God's equation to creation because I firmly believe that creation did not stop after Genesis chapter two. See, so often we read the Bible and we get to Genesis chapter three and we're like, cool, creation's done. Got that out of the way. Everything's created. We're Gucci. We're good. But the reality the reality is that Genesis 1 is when God flipped the switch of creation and it is still going today. You see, when, when fall comes around and the leaves begin to fall from the trees, that is God creating. When winter comes around and the lake begins to freeze over, that is God creating. When spring comes around and that same water begins to melt, that same ice begins to melt back into the lake, that is God creating. When summer comes around and that water begins to get warmer, that is God creating. You see, we live in seasons of change and so often we just ignore it. But friends, the reality is that God is creating in front of us every single day. Whether it is the miracle of childbirth or the miracle of the lake freezing over so I can play Pondy, God is creating in both of them. It's true. 
Science is significant because it is the study of God's equation to creation. The molecules that you study, the equations that you study, the, 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 the biology, the chemistry, the physics, it is God's equation to create. Now, general revelation is this idea that when you look at the lake melting, you can see the glory of God. When you look at the lake melting, when you see the flowers bloom, when you see the sunset, you see the glory of God. I kid you not, one of the most spiritual moments of my life was about four years ago. I have never, I, I, I honestly, I don't know if I've ever felt closer to God than this moment. We used to go to Colorado as a youth ministry, and the last day, what we would do is we would hike at about 4.30 or 5 a.m. We would hike up the mountain and watch the sunrise. And I kid you not, it was like my fifth time doing it. But there's just something different this time. And I stood there and I stared as the sun peeked over the mountains in the distance. And I, I just cried. And, and it wasn't like sad crying. It was just like, oh my goodness, God, you are good. The fact that you would let me see this, the fact that you would make that, you are good. That is what general revelation is. You see, they say that one of the best things you can do for your health is to go for a walk in the woods. And, and they say that for many different reasons. One of the reasons why they say that is because we're surrounded by screens our whole entire life. I got in bed last night with my Nintendo Switch, my iPad, and my phone. And I looked at it, and I was like, oh, my goodness. This is a problem. We are surrounded by screens, and so yes, there is, there is significance in us getting away from that for a long time. But the reason why it's so healthy for you to go in a walk in the forest is, yes, to get away from screens, but also because your soul is connecting to its maker. You see, there's significance in the fact that Adam and Eve were created in a garden. There's significance in the fact that God walked with Adam and Eve in the garden. See, I think God reveals himself to us in special ways when we are outside, when we are in creation. So maybe the most spiritual thing you can do tomorrow is go on a walk, go on a walk in the woods behind your house and just listen. Because general revelation is the belief that you can do that and God is revealing himself to you. If you open up your Bibles to Romans chapter 1, Romans is in the New Testament. It's written by a dude named Paul. I also have it on the screen for you. Romans chapter 1, verse 20, it says this. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and his divine nature. His eternal power and his divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. It says that, for since the creation of the world, since Genesis 1, when it says that in the beginning, God created Since Genesis 1, since God created his divine attributes, his, divi his eternal power and divine nature 
have been revealed. That, you guys are polite. Bless your soul. Since the beginning of the world, God's divine, or his divine nature and his eternal power has been revealed. I want us to just sit on that for a second. You may ask yourself, what's the significance of studying science? The significance of studying science is that you get to study God's eternal power and his divine nature. I don't know about you, but when I think about God, when I think about Jesus, knowing his eternal power and his divine nature, I want to. I want that. First John says that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. In the beginning was the word. All things were created through the word. So we know that Jesus was there at the very start of everything, that Jesus was there at creation. And so if Jesus was there at creation, you might be new to church. Jesus is this guy. We were just singing a song to him, not about him, but to him. That's what I love about worship. We don't sing about Jesus. We sing to him and he actually hears us and he actually responds. But he, 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 he is the son of God. We believe that he died for our sins so that we could have life. And so all the broken parts about you actually get fixed by Jesus on the cross. But it says that he was there at the beginning. And if he was there at the beginning and since the beginning of the world at, 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 at creation, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen. Friends, I think that what that means is that Jesus can be seen in science. Jesus can be seen in nature. You can study biology, you can study chemistry, you can study physics, and this may not interest you. But I plead with you that you would think about the significance that there is a way for you to understand God's eternal purpose or his eternal power and his divine nature. What does this look like? I want to reframe a, a, a theological problem that a lot of people have. See, one of the, the most asked questions that I get, whether from you or from peers or from friends, believers and non-believers alike, is if God is so good, why does he let bad things happen? One of the ways that this is asked is, if God is so good, why do hurricanes exist? If God is so good, why do tornadoes wipe out towns? If God is so good, why do earthquakes happen? And I want to reframe that to think about it this way. Is the existence of a hurricane proof of God being evil or is it proof of God being powerful? Because I don't think that hurricanes existing means anything bad about God. I don't think you can look at a hurricane and be like, that's proof that God is evil or that's proof that a God can't exist. No, I look at a hurricane and I think if, that, if the one who created that can create something that powerful, how powerful is that God? You see, what this is talking about is since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power has been clearly seen. You see, the huge mountain that you feel like a minute molecule at the foot of exists to tell you how powerful God is. The raging storm 
exists to tell you how powerful God is. Now we talk about his, his divine nature. Everything works together. I don't know if you know this about nature, but humans have screwed it up a lot. And then we like to blame it on God a lot. But actually it's because humans just aren't very smart a lot of times. I'll give you California for, exi- for, for example. It's a beautiful place. There's a reason why people live there. It's also the stupidest place for humans to ever habitate. It makes zero sense to live there. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Again, I love it. I love California, LA 2019, praise God, hallelujah. I love LA, I love the people, I love the state, but it makes no sense why anyone would ever want to live there. Here's why, two reasons. The first one, earthquakes. California exists on a fault line, and so it exists in a place where it will, for all of its existence, experience a lot of of, um, earthquakes. It will experience a lot of earthquakes because of where it is. The second one is wildfires. It has a lot of fires, and a lot of times they're, ca- they're, they're caused by people, but here's a fun fact for you. The wildfires of California are supposed to happen. See, there's order to it. The way that the forests in desert areas exist is they grow and then they burn and then they grow and then they burn because it is what is best for that soil. In order for that soil to stay as good as it is, it needs to burn on a cycle. So there's a reason why they let it burn. Because it's good for nature for it to burn. The fact that wildfires exist and sometimes humans are killed by it is not God's fault. It's humans' humans' fault because they're supposed to burn. The forests are supposed to catch on fire. It is what is best for them. It is what allows them to be as beautiful as they are. And we so often look at it and we're like, that that means God is evil. But God is like, just don't live there. You're not supposed to live there. You're not. And don't get me wrong, it's beautiful and I would love to live in California. But it just terrifies me, the things that can go wrong. And we so often look at it, we're like, God, that's your fault. But no, it shows us his eternal power. And his divine nature is that all things work together to communicate one thing. And that is the glory of God. Because if it weren't for that fire, there wouldn't be the beautiful forests. If it weren't for that fire, there wouldn't be all of the fruit and the vegetation and the beauty of California. It requires a burning in order for the beauty to exist. And we so often look at this and we're like, man, that, that's, I don't need to study that. But friends, it tells us something about who God is. See, God's equation to creation is science. And so, band, you can make your way back up. This is, this is week one. We got two more weeks of this, and we're going to get deeper into the, the significance of science. We're going to get deeper into maybe some specific topics. But what I want you to know is this one truth, that God wants you to know him. 
And he's given us a lot of ways to know him. See, like I said, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. That's important because Jesus was there at the start. He is the one through whom and in whom all things were created. And so when you look at the sunrise, when you look at the looming storm, when you look at the beauty of a growing garden, when you look at the beauty of anything in the sky, when you see a cloud form, you can think to yourself, that was God who created right in front of my eyes. When you look at the miracle of birth, you can look at that newborn and say, this is the miracle of God's creation. And it's what allows us, it's what allows us in the storms of life to sing, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. Because the study of science, the reality that science is God's equation to creation reveals to us the truth about how good God is. Because if you were made in the image of God, you, you know your creator. You have a connection to your creator. And everything that that creator makes is meant to connect you to it. Have you ever thought about that? I talked about Nintendo Switch earlier. I want you to think about this, right? So there's the Nintendo Switch. That's like kind of, that's the, that's the base. That's the most important thing you can buy. But there's all these other accessory things. There's all these other things that, that help you use that. It makes that thing better. It makes maybe that thing more powerful or that thing smarter or that thing more efficient or whatever it might be. And I want you to think about science and nature as this. You are like the Nintendo Switch. And science, nature, trees, the ocean, sand, rocks, whatever it might be, exist to make you better. Because they are God's accessory items to the creation which was all about you. Because in the beginning, everything was created, yes, to tell us, look how good God is, but also to say to you, this is meant for you to look at and see Him. You see, what was amazing about the Garden of Eden is that they didn't have to be walking next to God the whole entire time to experience God, because the garden itself helped them experience God. And so when you go on a walk, you have the opportunity to experience God in a way that you have never experienced him before because you are meant to be connected with the creation of the creator. That's why we care about science. That's why we understand that God's equation to creation is science. And so we're gonna sing this song one more time and we're gonna sing it with the knowledge of the great power of God that says to the darkness, go away, and it actually causes the darkness to tremble because we can look at the hurricane, we can look at the mountain, we can look in the canyon, and we can say, look how powerful my God is. If they are more powerful than that, then surely they are more powerful than anything else. And that is our Jesus. He is more powerful than anything we could ever imagine. And no matter what is happening in your life, he is more powerful. And so Jesus, we 
ask that in these moments as we sing this song for just a few short moments, God, that we would experience your divine nature, your eternal power, that we would go on a walk with you in nature, that we would look at the stars, that we would look at the clouds, that we would look at the sun and the moon and the storm and the wind and the rocks and the grass and all of creation. And Lord, see you because you created it. And you created it so that we could look at it and experience your goodness. God, receive this worship because we love you. We praise things in your name. Amen.